0: Digital Marketing Radio, episode 128, how to manage your own online community. Digitalmarketingradio.com. Today's episode is brought to you by AWeber. Build your email list, engage your subscribers, do email the right way. I've arranged a special deal for all Digital Marketing Radio listeners, and that's a 60-day free trial with the email marketing software provider I use, AWeber. Lock in your 60-day free trial Plus, view a video that I've recorded on the three reasons why I use their service at aweber.com slash DMR. So just go to aweber.com slash DMR to get started today. The Big Interview with David Bain. I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, weekly interviews with online marketing gurus. Catch up with all the previous episodes at digitalmarketingradio.com. Now, my guest today is the former Editor-in-Chief of Search Engine Journal. She is the uh, Brand Community Manager at Internet Marketing Ninjas and founder of My Blog U. Welcome to DMR, Anne Smarty.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Well, great to have you here, Anne. Um, you can find Anne over at MyBlogU.com. So um, we're talking um, building a community there. Um, so, uh, Anne, why is it important for a business to manage its community?
1: Well, first of all, there are so many benefits to having, building, and managing your own community that I cannot even single move on. First of all, that huge reputation management security, I would say, because the community is your ambassadors, those people who will go out there and protect your good name whenever any crisis happens, or who will just reply to other people's comments and Make sure that people know that you are a great brand with trusted ambassadors and evangelists. So that's a huge benefit for the community. One thing that I always say about building your own community about around your brand is that it's a huge, reliable asset. Whatever happens with any source of your traffic or leads or customers, whatever happens to Google, Facebook, Or any other channel that drives revenue and traffic to your site, community is something that you will always have. Those people will always be back. They will help you find new ways to build your business. And that's something that if you do that right, of course, that's something that makes your business, online business, much more reliable.
0: So is this something that happens naturally if you have a great product or service or it's something that you actually have to actionably change yourself to actually make sure that it happens?
1: In most cases, that's something you will actually need to build or actively build. So however good your product is, you need to be really a huge brand like Apple not to worry about building a community. Unless, if you are just a small business, in most cases you need to, to go out and build it.
0: Okay, so, so what if you're a fairly small business and um, you, you don't have a lot of time, resources to actually focus on this? What are the, a few of the initial important steps that you can do to, to start building your community?
1: Well, depending if you're, not, if you're not a too huge business and you're in a relatively narrow niche, it's not, it's not too time-consuming. It just, what it takes is just, you need to do it. And uh, what I really, really start with is Twitter. Right. Just doing there and start talking to people and start um, tracking your brand name to be able to reply to any comments or feedback or maybe even an unhappy customer. Replying them in a timely manner. That's, that's what I would start with because Twitter is so open. And there are people discussing anything there, like on Facebook. That could be a private conversation that just a few people are exposed to. And on Twitter, is it, Twitter in essence is so so open that whatever is said there can go viral. And you, if you are the the only one who didn't hear that, that's not good for your business. So I would start with Twitter if you're new and if you're not too huge. It what what it takes is just creating your account and listening to other people and interacting with them. You don't even have to broadcast anything or just do it sometimes. What you need to do is to listen to your customers, retweet, maybe answer their questions, maybe answer related questions, something in your niche, not promoting yourself, but just talking to them.
0: Okay, okay. So is that start with Twitter, no matter the type of business? Um, Is that advice for for anyone? Or is that only for maybe tech or consultancy type businesses?
1: In most most cases, that's for everyone in retail, in anything, Mm -hmm. in travel. uh, Maybe the small exception is B2B business, where you really need to pay attention to Social media networks like LinkedIn and LinkedIn groups that discuss something within on some relevant topic. But in most cases, any conversation that happens on Facebook and LinkedIn are more private. So I wouldn't be as worried about them because people don't really expect brands to reply to them when they expect when they discuss them on Facebook. But people do expect brands to get back to them on Twitter.
0: Okay, so is there a wrong way to do it as well in terms of jumping into conversations? Uh, are there certain things that you shouldn't do when when, when you're responding to someone
1: oh yes, and i' I'm, I'm actually I'm guilty of some wrong things as well the sometimes you yeah. get too protective, sometimes you get too passionate and if people just say that your side or your product is total bad thing mm. <laughs> then you you should make sure that you are very polite and professional in uh, managing that feedback. I would say because even I, when especially when I was new and when I really believe in something what I was doing, it's very hard to handle that kind of feedback. But people are different, and what they say on social media is they many people many, many of your customers will not mind your language, their language, but you should you should be professional and you should be very polite and not too protective. Okay. Thank for any feedback that he got and probably say that, yes, we will, we will do whatever it takes to make it better. And
0: really? if you don't feel yes. like being polite, then take a step back and relax for four hours before replying.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you feel that you cannot handle that at this very moment, make it worse. That's a great advice. Sometimes I will have to sleep on it. To to address, uh, that happened actually with one of my projects. I had to spend a night on all the flood of negative feedback that we had to properly manage that in the morning. If if that's what it takes to be professional, then do that.
0: So how often should you be monitoring um, what people are saying about you online? Should you be monitoring every single day and be prepared to actually jump in there and interact every single day?
1: Well, it, it depends. I when it comes to Twitter, I actually do that in real time because I have TweetDeck or Twitter app that monitor my brand names, multiple brand names that I manage and I can actually even address that on the go. So, it's not it's not the matter. I don't even I, I cannot say how often you should do that. Maybe it depends on how often your brand name is even discussed on Twitter. If it's just once a month, usually some businesses are not that much discussed on Twitter. If that's once a month. So checking your reputation or your mentions monthly weekly is enough. I personally, I manage probably eight or 10 brands and communities. And I I do that in real time. I just see all the pop apps on my desktop and I can reply to them in the
0: real time. Okay, it's interesting you say desktop because I was going to ask, um, do the majority of the conversations conversations that you have actually revolve around a smartphone and you interacting when you're on the go, but that's not the case, is it?
1: No, I'm on the go with my laptop.
0: Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm the older generation. <laughs> I do use a smartphone and I do have it, but I mostly use it for calling or texting and my laptop is what is where all my activity happens and I always have it with me even if I go to visit my friends so it's it's something that I use more often than a smartphone that's probably my generation thing my age <laughs>
0: oh I'm sure not I mean you don't even fancy one of these really big iPads uh, instead of a laptop
1: oh I have I have two iPads at home and my kids uses them, <laughs> not, but not me.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Um, so i tell you what, at the, at the very beginning of, of what you were saying, you were talking about ambassadors. So how do you actually turn community members into someone who's willing to be an ambassador for your brand?
1: That's a, pop- that's a very good question and um, probably many people with different budgets, many businesses can address that differently, but in my case, I usually don't have a budget for community except for my time. What I do is attract them to my site. That's uh, I feature them on right. my site in different ways. That could be an interview or a group interview of ambassadors. It could be uh, like just featured member of my community that I mention on a Twitter chat and then include them in an article about them. So in any case, however, I can give them some uh, exposure from my site. It's always appreciated. And those people, it's, it's free and they really, it's, it, it's really worth it because people really appreciate being mentioned on a site, even if it's not huge. So it's something that it always works.
0: So do you formalize the agreement with them? Do you actually say to them, if I interview you and feature you, will you be an ambassador? Or, or does is it something that just happens naturally because they really appreciate being featured?
1: Usually it happens naturally. I'm not a fan of any agreements when it comes to community. Because it's, if, if a person wants to be the ambassador, that's obvious. I usually invite people or feature people who are already doing something like, this. for example, they participated in my contest or they replied and helped me promote my article or they posted a few comments on my blog. So some some activity already was there and I see that people are willing to, to be part of my community. Then I would invite them and um, maybe I will talk to them prior to saying, hey, what, of exposure are you interested in? What are you doing? How can I help you? And after this very most people will stick around.
0: Okay. Now you talked to begin with about Twitter being a great place to start and I think you also talked about Facebook a little bit as well. Uh, I wasn't sure if you are talking about groups or pages there as well. Um, well after you've actually fostered a, a little bit of a, a community um, is it better to actually try to build a community on your own site w- within a blog or maybe even a, a forum on your own site or is it okay using a third party platform like say a Facebook group?
1: Well it's, it's- my, largely depends on how much time you invest in that. If you, if you can afford the time to manage on-site community, that's, all, that's always the best thing to do because that's something you own and you don't depend on anything. Other types of communities, third-party communities, like Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Google Plus, LinkedIn, Pinterest may reinforce whatever you are doing on your own site. But the center of anything is always your site, and I um, what I would do is again, if you can afford the time, you start a blog and maybe a QA section where you can interact and answer your customers' questions in public, and that becomes also the content of the, for your site. Uh, but I mean, if you just want to spend one hour a week, then two days enough. <laughs> right. If 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 you have if you think that it it's worth. To in we in, can you can physically invest more time into that, I would definitely do something on your side to make it the hub of whatever you're doing online
0: okay, great, great, and you mentioned a blog as well there um are you in favor of using the uh, integrated commenting system in wordpress the native com- commenting system or are you more of a fan of using a third party system like discus and actually maybe bringing in the functionality to be able to make comments on your blog using a twitter sign in or something like that
1: oh that's always a question i've been back and forth with that and my different sites actually run different comment- commenting system i still stick with the uh, built in WordPress functionality, just for the same reason uh, that I own that part of my site when I run it myself. And there are also plugins that I like. Um, I hook up my commenting system with whatever um, email marketing platform that I'm using for plugins. For example, people who comment can subscribe to my mailchimp list, Uh which is awesome. And that's something that I don't have to discuss. But I, I can I can see the benefits of discuss because you can log in with your Twitter and you can have all your discussions on your dashboards and all that all that stuff. I still still prefer some of my sites have discuss and I'm using it and I like it. It's been down a couple of times so people could not post a comment, but it's fine. Every my site can be down as well. I still prefer built in system just because it's more integrated with whatever else I'm
0: doing. Okay, and you also mentioned uh, MailChimp there as well um, and email marketing. So is it important to drive people back to subscribe people on your email list as well? Um, And if so, can you maybe talk a little bit about um, any messaging that you actually share with people via email uh, and how you encourage people to actually build your community via email as well?
1: i'm not i'm not a um, very skilled email marketer it's usually a tool that i'm using um, to keep in touch with my community not to sell anything or not to do any additional profits or anything i do use Autoresponding responding and uh, stuff like that to welcome new members to maybe explain what they can do next when they subscribe how can we help them with other resources and stuff? So I do that in, on very basic level. I, it's always been my plan to do more with email marketing, to do those maybe weekly or daily email blasts that I'm not doing. I usually share... Same, I, I'm using them very irregularly. So if I have a contest, I will do a newsletter. But I can then keep silent for a month or so. I know it's wrong, but it's how much I can afford my time as well it's it all comes down to how much time you have
0: yeah you can't do everything at least you're building an email list uh, there, there's many people out there that aren't building an email list and, and that's not yeah successful. it's
1: one of the first things that you do when you set up a site you make sure that there is a secondary call to action there is a main call to action if you sell something and there is a secondary call to action if you just want people to stick around and ultimately become the part of your community So it's always for me. It's always subscribe to our newsletter to keep in touch to get some news for us and maybe coupons or anything depending on what business you are doing.
0: Okay, so you change your call to action depending on what type of visitor is likely to be looking at that.
1: Because we need to give something to to give something in exchange for subscribing. So depending on what you are doing, it can be. Regular updates to your ebook, for example, or a coupon or a discount or a holiday giveaway or news, regular news, whatever you are doing, you have to give some value in exchange for the subscription.
0: Right, okay value um, and community building. A a, a lot of great things to think about there. So um, thank you for sharing all that with us. But um, let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's going. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success?
1: First of all, to be deck. I know it's old and it's not as popular as other uh, platforms like Hootsuite or whatnot. But what, why I'm, do, I'm using it because it allows me to multitask. And with so many communities that I'm, using, that I'm managing, this is a huge help because I just can see pop-ups whenever I want and without even breaking my working routine. So that's my, my very useful tool that I'm using and I've been using it for ages. Another one is Scythe.
0: How do you spell it, that, sorry? Uh,
1: C-Y-F-E. Okay. It's a very uh, handy site when you manage a lot of brands because you can set up a dashboard and, and track these statistics and numbers for all of them within like the bird's uh, view. Get the bird's view for whatever you're doing. It supports Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Google+, Plus. So so many things that you want to keep an eye on. And you can keep an eye on mentions there as well. For example, if I'm tracking my Twitter mentions on TweetDeck, I'm tracking all the rest of the mentions and Google Plus mentions within site. And I can log in there like quickly or every other day and just scroll down everything I'm tracking there and get very fast view of whatever I'm monitoring. So it's a very very time saving tool when you manage a lot of things.
0: Okay, a couple of great tips there. Uh, I last used TweetDeck when it was on Adobe Air, actually, so that was quite a while ago. Oh yeah, ago. I
1: remember that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I switched from uh, Windows to Mac, and it was it was a nightmare to. At that time, it was TweetDeck didn't really work well with Mac, so it was huge for me to really be able to move TweetDeck to Mac as well. I <laughs>
0: will have to try it again. It's been a long time since I've used it. I'm sure it's changed quite a bit. Um, but here's a slightly more challenging question what piece of software don't you use but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future
1: I've always been planning to use um, some uh, social media analytics like cloud social afterpost. Um and I know that ArtiPost is also tracking uh, your lead generation through social media so it it shows you what what any social media referral is doing on your site and how they convert a very a very robust lead generation software that I've been planning to use for a long time. It's not too uh, affordable, but I know I've been on the demo and I know it's very good.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that was um, a couple of other great recommendations I'm sure there to to have a look at. So I'll have a look at um, where all those links are and I'll include them in the the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. But uh, moving on to... I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back in the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently?
1: That's a very good question. And you know what? There is uh, nothing. I was very lucky when I started. I did so many things right that it's always surprising to me. Even now, I'm wondering, how could I have come up with so many things right at the very early um, stage of my online career? From brand name to my very first uh, site and to how I branded myself for guest blogging. And uh, everything just built itself so well that I don't even, I cannot remember anything that I would have done differently if I started again.
0: I I love that answer, actually. I think it takes a lot of confidence to say that answer. Um, I'm sure there are some things that you could have done better, but I'm sure even if you um, didn't do certain things to the absolute best that you could have done them, then there were still learning experiences, so you don't regret doing them.
1: Absolutely, because those experiences resulted into something that I could not have lived without, so it's all so connected that I don't regret anything.
0: Great stuff. The this or that round. So here we go, this is the quick response round. 10 quick questions, just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Ready to go?
1: Yep.
0: (whistles) Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Play Facebook or Google Plus?
1: Facebook.
0: Online press releases or one-on-one one relations?
1: Uh, what's the first online?
0: Online press releases or one-on-one one relations?
1: One-on-one one relations.
0: Paid search or SEO? SEO. <laughs> Email contact form or telephone number? Email. <laughs> Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? It
1: depends. Global marketing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't too tricky for you at all. Um, I was wondering if you were going to see, say, uh, social subscriber over email subscriber, because we're talking about community here as well. But even though building up a community on social is very important, Building an email list is even more important, you say?
1: Yes, because it's, again, it's your, it's your asset. It's people's social media subscribers, they come and go. They, they can miss you in their, in their feeds, they can get inactive, but the message that you can send to actually to a person, to, uh, to their inbox, that's much more powerful.
0: The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
1: (laughs) um, That's a tricky one. That's a lot of money for a few (laughs) days. I would probably probably spend it on uh, hiring a web developer and uh, developing something internal. For my business, some internal tool that at some point I can probably market, or if not, I can make my processes and procedures much more effective within my, com- within my company.
0: So this would probably be to do with managing your community or, or building some kind of social tool yourself. Yes,
1: and I'm missing a few tools now. Like there is no, there is no good solution to personal Facebook management, like tracking what what. A person in who the person interacts with and how their uh, numbers are growing and stuff like that. Something that we really need to pay attention when we manage clients and their personal accounts help their build up their personal Facebook accounts as well. And there are other tools that I like building the reports. We still build them manually. We have to do the screenshots and uh, uh, compile them into PDF files like... I would much rather do that with a tool. And my, I also believe that if a company has no internal tools that they develop, it's much less value for the whole company than if they're just using third-party solutions and not develop anything internally. So I'm a huge developing um, advocate, and I also build a lot of tools as well.
0: That's interesting, yeah. I mean, I've heard that as well. If If you own proprietary data or proprietary software then if you want to sell your company at some point in the future you're 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 giving yourself a much better opportunity to get to get a good price from it and um, in relation to developing your own software uh, do you think you would prefer outsourcing everything perhaps for cheaper and getting more people working for you but not being able to actually manage people face to face or would you prefer having someone that you can work with directly in a one-to-one basis
1: I've had a lot of, of both because I've been developing tools not developing but managing the development of tools for ages. I prefer to have a few trusted people in house, those people who can both build, QA, develop and they are always around. But I do like working with freelancers as well because yes, it's it's it saves some money and he it's also it it Adds more, every new person adds some more new solutions to whatever you've been building for, for years. So we we do find freelancers for some parts of the project, but we do build them. The core is being built in, in-house.
0: Okay, okay. Um, so definitely you would prefer someone that you could trust face-to-face to perhaps help you project management, uh, manage it, and then, then maybe... Uh, and you can even like... Some
1: uh, putting all those pieces together, like from different freelancers, they all have different different solutions, and they when they they send you some scripts or parts of their functionality, someone needs to be in house to put that properly together, QA and things like that.
0: Got you. Got you. Okay, that just takes us up to my number one takeaway. So you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what would you say is the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners or watchers need to take away and implement within their own businesses?
1: Uh, Do it. I mean, uh, so many people are waiting for something before they launch or before they start building their community. They think that it's so complicated or even starting a site is such a huge ask many people that they're always looking for good time to do that you know what there is no good time and i've heard my i very i like the quote that um if you launch your product and you love it it means you've launched too late (laughs) so (laughs) don't build the don't build the uh, something like the the version infinite That something that's never too good to be launched if you plan to do something, just do it. And if you will will figure things out on the go with real people using it, with real people sticking around. If you do some mistakes, learn from them, but don't wait, just do it now.
0: I love that. And, um, that's an interesting quote there as well. If you love your product then um, you probably launched too late. So it's it's too perfect before you launch. You need to build your community, ask them what they want, but but launch at the same time and then if if people like you, uh, then they'll naturally help you improve it, I guess, over time as well.
1: And it's it's not tough to be likable. Just just talk to people and they are better than you think. That most of them will react very positively if you ask for the feedback or of- Beta testing or if they just you could just ask them for well most people will react very well so just 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 do it
0: just do it okay wonderful uh, closing piece of advice um thank you so much for joining us Anne. it was really good and um also um thank you dear listener for joining us as well and um, if you like what you heard send me a tweet leave me a review wherever you're listening to this say hello somewhere join the community It'd uh, be great to hear from you, and of course, that we help other people find out about um, digital marketing radio as well. Um, but finally, I'm also hosting another live show every Friday called This Week in Organic. So head over to thisweekinorganic.com to find out more about that. And I was actually on an episode of that earlier on as well. So, um, but anyway, that's all for now. Until we meet again, adios, and um, thank you again, Anne, for Thanks joining for having us. Me. That was great. Thank you.
1: Bye.